Hey folks, Colin here from thepodcasthost.com. Quick intro to say this is episode two of our special content stacking series here on Podcraft. And it was originally recorded for the Boag World podcast over at boagworld.com. If you want to get more content out more easily, then this is the series for you. And it's worth starting at episode one, which came out last week. So pop back there if you want to start listening. Before we jump in, I just want to say thanks to Memberful for supporting this episode too. They make membership sites really, really easy and they just launched private podcasting as well. So you can do private website content, private newsletter and a private podcast now for all your members. Pop over to memberful.com to read more about it. I explained on the previous episode what a content stack is, how text podcasting and video all tie together to create better reach, better visibility, better differentiation, and then better trust and eventual fanatical fans of your brand. So if you want to get a better idea of what the content stack is, go back and listen to episode one of this season. On this episode, though, we're going to go into how we actually create it. So how do you create text, audio and video every single week in a sustainable way that doesn't take over your life because that's quite a lot. It's quite a lot of stuff to create. So this is it. Creating a content stack in minimum time with maximum impact. So, right, let's get into it. I think, I mean, the questions I often ask at this point are, I mean, who who thinks they put enough content? Do you think you put out enough content right now? Most of the time, People answer no to that. I mean, what do you think is enough content? That's a tricky question. We at the podcast host put out three blog posts a week. We put out at least a podcast a week. We put out a couple of videos a week. And that isn't actually that much content compared to some big content sites. But that level of consistency, you know, three up to five sometimes a week has been, uh, has worked really well for us. That's helped us to create uh, a bigger audience, to grow our audience over time, to promote loyalty, to create fans of the brand. So for me, enough content is anything that is sustainable for you, really. Three is sustainable for us and it's helped us grow. If one is sustainable for you, then that's absolutely fine. I think one a week is a good minimum to aim for. And that's what we actually sort of promote in terms of a good podcasting frequency. And that ties in then with the blogs you put alongside them, the videos you put alongside them. I think a one a week is a good uh, a good frequency. So that's what we're going to aim for. I'm going to tell you over this season, how uh, over this episode even, how to put together that combination of text, audio and video so that you can then get it out every single week. So let's start at the start. And that is the idea itself. It all comes down to a content idea, how you present that content idea. I mean, this is just literally the concept you have for a blog post or for a video or for a podcast episode. So this is where we start to bring in a bit of structure. So I was, as I mentioned in the last episode, I was a uni teacher for six years. Now, teachers are the kings of consistency. You know, Teachers have to get content out there every single day, week in, week out. And not just every single day, they've got to do like six hours every single day. Um, and the thing is, it's got to be good as well because they measure you. 
you know, students have to do exams. If your students do rubbish in their exams, then it shows that your teaching content was not very good. So not only does structure help a teacher with consistency, but it also makes their content more effective. It makes it more effective for the students, for the listeners. Uh, It helps your your audience to succeed. And if you can help your audience to succeed, that makes for big fans of your brand. That builds trust. That builds loyalty. It keeps people coming back for more and more. So let's think about the topic. So get your topic. Think about this thing you're going to speak about on this episode. And we want to break it down. Make sure you have just one takeaway, really. One big idea per episode. One of the biggest problems a lot of people that come to us to create podcasts are they try and squeeze in too much. They think, right, on this episode, I'm going to cover, uh, say for us, podcast equipment. I'm going to cover podcast equipment because that's a good topic in podcasting. That's way too much. If I think about it, I can break that right down. So instead of podcast equipment, I might talk about podcast microphones, then podcast mixers, then podcast recorders, then podcast software. And even then, I could break that down. So podcast software, I could break that down into podcast recording software, podcast uh, production software, podcast publishing software. I could get a few different topics out of that. So this is the idea. This is one thing that helps you with your consistency, with your quality. Break it down to one big idea per episode, per blog post, per video, okay? So break it down, break it down, break it down. Think like a teacher and you're only teaching one thing at a time. Don't try to squeeze in too much, okay? So then we break that down into a structure. So let's say that I've decided that podcast microphones is something that people want to hear about. It's a topic. I'm not going to break it down anymore. Arguably, I could break that down into, you know, dynamic microphones, USB microphones, uh, condenser microphones. But actually, I've decided that that would be too specific because you can go too far. So go down to a level where there's the one big idea, which is the question, how do I choose a good podcast microphone? That's the big idea here. So breaking that down. And then I'm going to create a structure around that topic. Now, suffice to say at the moment, that structure is what's going to give us uh, all the leverage around how to repurpose this, how to turn one topic idea into all of the media that we're going to create into that text, the audio and the video. Okay, I'm going to explain how that works just towards the end of this episode. But suffice to say for now, the structure is important. This is the structure that I follow for a lot of my content. And it's a structure that works really well for a lot of educational, informational type shows. So if you're creating a show that teaches something, it might not be, you know, something really technical. And it might just be more motivational teaching how to do something. Generally, if you're running a show that is selling client services, selling products, you know, uh, like Paul's podcast, for example, Boag World, that is teaching something every episode. He's teaching concepts, teaching how to get better at web design, teaching how to run a digital business, all those things. So it's always teaching. And this structure works really well for teaching. So there's four parts to it. First, you've got your introduction. (laughs) Well, duh, you say. Obvious. We need to introduce. But so many people actually miss this out. Some people don't really understand what an introduction really is for when you're teaching. Now, an introduction as a teacher is a summary of the whole thing from start to finish. Okay? 
There's not a lot of teasing here. Well, there's a little bit of teasing, <laughs> but you are giving them the whole thing because people learn better when they know what's coming. So you introduce it. If you're going, I'm going to talk about microphones. I'm going to introduce it by talking for one minute, maybe two, about the full range of microphones and give a couple of pointers at the start. So I might say, you know, um, I'm going to talk through dynamic microphones, condenser microphones. Dynamic are quite good for, uh, you know, for noisy places, but condensers are good. You know, you give a summary. I'll say at the end, you know, if I'm going to tell you about the Samsung Q2U, which is one of the best dynamic mics out there for podcasting. And I'll tell you about this, blah, blah, blah. And you give a summary which doesn't go into the detail, but does give the person... Uh, overall idea of everything you're going to cover. Now, the tease is the detail. So I'll say dynamic microphones are good for noisy environments. And I'll tell you a bit more about why that is and why you might choose it. Uh, the Samsung Q2U is a great dynamic microphone for a few different reasons, which I'll go into in detail. So you're summarizing, you're giving them the end result, but then you're saying you're going to give the detail later. That's what the introduction's for. The introduction is the scaffold that you then put the detail on later. And people learn better when they know what's coming. They, they zone out less, they, they assimilate things more easily, they, they understand things better when they know what the end result is. That's what the introduction's for, okay? So one or two minutes on that. Quite brief, one or two minutes on that. That's section one. Section two is the theory. So this is the bit, you know, this is, you know, the, the meat, the detail of the episode. This is where I do give that detail that we teased before. So this will be the biggest section, most likely, because this is the actual kind of content of the episode. OK, so for podcast microphones, I go into all the different types of mics, why you might choose this one, that one, what mics you would choose. OK, that's section two. Section three is context. Now, context is important. This is where you give examples this is where you tell a story, you know, uh, you put it in their context if possible. So for this one, podcast microphones, I might tell a story of, uh, you know, the first ever podcast mic I got, how that worked for me. Maybe then I would tell about the next one that I bought because, you know, I changed my location, I changed my studio. Therefore, this different mic was better for that context. Then I might tell a story of somebody else I know that had a completely different recording environment and needed a different mic for that reason. This is you putting it in the real world. You know, it's taking the theory and putting it into the real world. And that is one of the biggest things around how adults learn well. Adults learn most effectively if you give them real life examples. If you tell them, uh, look, this is what happened and this is why it worked. So try and tell stories, try and give examples. That is section number three, the context. Now, section four is the action. This is where you give them something to do. This is the homework. And I did this in the last episode. I'll be doing it again today. This is where you cement the learning. And obviously, you know, teachers uh, known for their homework. Uh, but it's because it works. It's because so many people miss this out on their podcasts and they miss a big trick as a result. Because you know, people will only do things if you ask them to. They'll only do things if you tell them to. So often, if you teach people something on a podcast, on an episode... And then you don't really give them anything to do. They'll say, oh, that was useful. Huh. I'll think about putting that into action. I'll think about doing something with that in future. And often they never will. But if you give them something really concrete, give them something really quite quick, you know, something that they can do within maybe five or 10 minutes, even less, 
then it's quite likely if you tell them to do it, you say, I want you to do this and I want you to feedback. I want you to tell me what happened. So here's your action. I want you to write down the three different ways that you'll be recording your podcast and that'll tell us what mic you need to buy. And then I want you to buy the mic. <laughs> and then I want you to tweet me and tell me what mic you bought. Okay, so I'm given really solid, really, you know, uh, concrete actions for them to do there. That's the next step. See, if you do that, people will take these actions, a proportion of your audience will take these actions and then they'll feed back to you. And then they'll be, that's a huge step in their engagement with you. It's a huge win for them. They'll think, wow, that was like, that was a big win for me. That was a success. I made forward progress. And they're much more likely to listen to the next episode as a result. They're much more likely to build a bit of loyalty with you and come back again in future. Okay, so that's four sections for every episode you do. Now that's whether it's in text, video or audio, four sections. And I'll tell you how we're going to create it and break it up just in a minute. So intro, theory, context and action. Now, before we go on, Definitely this can be context dependent. So I said this works really well for teaching, for informational podcasts uh, or blogs or videos. Uh, it works really well for that. But even if you're doing that type of show, you might want to add in some different sections or, uh, you know, change out some sections. Um, and if you're not doing teaching, it might be that you want to change it up altogether. So if you run an educational, uh, sorry, if you run an entertainment show or a news show, for example, it might be that you want some different sections. The thing is you want these segments for a few different reasons. You want them for, you know, variety to create an interesting and mixed up episode, but it ties directly into how we're going to structure, um, you know, and repurpose our content later. So come up with four sections of your own that you're going to put in. Uh, other examples might be, you know, a listener call in. Somebody, you might put in a clip that somebody's called in and, and answer that on a podcast, or you can write that into a blog or a video. You might have a Q&A, you might have, you know, a news update, you might have a weekly challenge. You know, there's all sorts of different segments that you can add in to your content. Okay. Um, just to give a few, a lot of people at this point say, but I don't teach, I don't teach. And I give a few examples there, but just to give you one little example of it. So as an entertainer, um, it can be it can be kind of tricky to think about these, but I think it still gives people direction. It still helps people follow along. It still adds a bit of variety to your show. So, for example, the introduction would still be telling people what's coming up in the show. You might tease it a little bit more if it's entertainment, not give away the punchline, for example, but you'll still tell them all the segments that are coming, all the things that they're going to get from it, all the benefits people are going to get from listening. Then the theory, that might be, you know, the entertainment itself. So the story, the quiz, the news, the meteor content. Now, the context in this real, uh, in this um, situation, that might be to relate, if you told a story, maybe to relate that story to your audience. What does that story mean for them? You know, how does it apply to their life? That can really mean something to people. You know, you're telling them, what does this mean for you? And then the action is still, what can they do next? So it might be to ask them to do something, anything at all related to the content, you know? Um, it just, you know, it might be to get some feedback on it, to tell their version of this joke or to tell a story related to it from their life. It just, it helps you to stick in their mind. It helps them to get a bit more value from the content and therefore they enjoy it more, more likely to come back. All right, so how do we actually put this into action? 
Now, for me, this structure helps you to get as much as you can out of every single content idea. It, it gives us a way to make it all work together rather than just straight copy and paste. You know, basic repurposing can be valuable. You can write a blog, then you can read it out to record it as a whole, but it's just not taking advantage of the strengths of each medium. You know, that's just like repurposing blogs straight to audio rather than, you know, turning into something a little bit different for the podcast or the videos. So here's how it works for me. Here's how we start this smart repurposing, this content stack type of content creation. First thing is we blog or we record. Now I'll talk that through. So we start by either writing or recording the episode. Now, you'll choose your own personal approach here. So some people assimilate material most effectively, I think, by writing. And some people put it together better by speaking or presenting it first and then turning it into a written article. You know, I find that when I talk something through, for example, if I write down my notes, you know, I've made my bullet point plan up ahead of time. So I've thought through the topic. When I broke it down, I created some bullet points, which are the plan for that episode. I find that I then hit record and I'll speak it through. And over that 20 minutes of speaking, I'll figure things out in my head as I'm speaking. You know, I don't say it word for word. I'll, I'll assimilate it. I'll process it. I'll come up with new ideas as I'm speaking. And then that will all go into the blog post. Or sometimes I find actually if it's something that I don't know as well, if it's something I'm not quite as confident, something I'm just learning, I might blog first. So I'll have that bullet point plan I created earlier and I'll start writing. And I'll go through and then I'll go back and edit it um, and I'll do a bit more and I'll, I'll restructure it. And then, only then after I've written a the blog, then I hit record and I speak it through. So those are the two different options. The great thing with this is I find that if I speak it first, so if I talk through and record a podcast episode, then if I write a blog post right away, I can do that really, really quickly. Like it usually, sometimes it'll take me one or two hours to write a blog post if I'm doing that first, but I can do a blog post in less than an hour, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes to write up a blog post. If I've just spoke it all through, I've already processed it. I've got it in my head. I can often write that down really quickly after that. And if I do it the other way around, if I write it first, then it tends to create a really tight, really good, really concise podcast episode because I've just processed it all in my head while writing. I've basically got a kind of a script sitting there latent inside my head that I then read out. Less mistakes, more less waffle, more just focus, um, more processed, con you know, good content because you've just thought it through. So it's up to you, blog or record, whichever way it is. You do that one first, okay? Now, when you're going to record, record in pictures. So if you can, record in video. Now, the basic version of this might be just to record a slideshow. So it would just be your face in the corner. That means you can still read a script, you know? You can have slides in the middle, your face in the bottom corner, using a tool like Camtasia or Snagit or ScreenFlow, something like that. You can even dispense with the face if you want. It kind of gets rid of a little bit of the benefit of media because you're not showing yourself, you're not putting your personality across as much on the video. But Audio is still great on slides for video. And obviously we're going to turn the audio into a podcast anyway, so that dispenses with the video anyway. So the easy minimum version of recording and video is that slideshow. Face in the corner, read a script, make it relatively easy for yourself to start with that. 
Now, the better version might be you proper face to camera. So you are the main thing on screen. You might even have a slide in the corner. So you might be able to still show some graphics or some text or something. But anyway, it's, it's you on the camera. It's, it's, you know, more personality. It's you moving your hands and facial expressions and people getting to know you. That's a good way to get it across. It's harder, obviously, because you have to worry a bit more about the background, the way you look, the lighting, um, being able to read a script while still looking at the camera, that kind of thing. But it's definitely still quite easy to do if you do it straight after writing that blog, okay? Because you've just processed it, you've just written it. So you know this stuff, you can speak to the camera and get it done. The important thing is here, make sure it's good audio because we're going to turn this into the podcast episode too. So don't just put your mobile phone up on a stand and just speak to the phone because that's not ideal audio. Instead, get something, uh, an external mic like uh, Rode SmartLav, for example. Rode SmartLav Plus is a smart lavalier mic that plugs into your smartphone, clip it to your shirt and you can speak to your phone but get really good audio at the same time. You'll find a review of that if you go over to thepodcasthost.com forward slash smart and you'll see a review of the smart laugh if you want to check that one out. However you do it though, make sure that audio is good so that it turns into a good podcast episode. If you do need any more advice on that, obviously that's what we do over at thepodcasthost.com. So just pop over there and look at our equipment section. You'll see all of the different equipment that we recommend um, from microphones to interfaces to all that kind of stuff. Um, And I've also got recommendations for some of the software I use for recording video uh, as well as the hardware for video too. So if you go over to thepodcasthost.com forward slash, uh, actually if you click the resources uh, link up in the top, that's the easiest way to get to all of the equipment we use, which includes all of that. So let's talk quick about running a membership. It's just such a good way to monetize a podcast because it's offering more of what your listeners already love about you and your show for a little regular monthly payment. The podcasters are using subscriptions like this to offer things like ad-free versions of their show or maybe exclusive after-show recordings or bonus episodes. You can even monetize your old content by, you know, taking a whole 10, 20, 30 episodes offline and putting it inside your membership or even run a members-only forum or a Discord channel, try and grow that community inside that membership. You probably know we run a membership of our own, the Podcast Host Academy, And I just find it such a nice way to offer a service for your audience because it lets you help them learn, offer more great content. It's all stuff that they like and they love, all of which is, you know, exclusive to paying users. If you're thinking about it, then Memberful, which I mentioned at the start of the show, Memberful are supporting this episode. They're a really long-serving company in the membership space. Their aim is to make it super easy for creators to set up and sell memberships to their community. The core of that has always been protected content on your website. That's what the Academy is, for example. It's courses, it's pages, it's resources that you have to be a member to access. And Memberful allows you to make them on WordPress really, really easy. Just protect those pages, have people sign up for them and get that subscription so they can get into the content. They also do tie-ins with email providers like ConvertKit and MailChimp so you can have members on the newsletters that go alongside that. But the really exciting thing for us is that they've recently launched private podcasting tied right into the existing membership product. So now you can have content, resources, courses, email lists, and a private podcast. And it can all be managed through Memberful. 
It's really cool, actually. It works with any site just by adding a special buy link. And that pops up the memberful checkout, which looks really good, makes it really easy to buy. But with WordPress, it's even better. They've got a plugin, which means you can pop buy links into any page, you know, like your show notes, or a page with some extra resources to attract your listeners in. So you can direct them towards those landing pages. Really easy. So I know you're wondering about the numbers. They've actually got a free plan, which is no monthly charge. But of course, it's not quite free. It comes with a 10% transaction charge, um, which is a wee chunk, but it's actually pretty good value in terms of what you get out of it. It's a way to test the waters since you're only paying when you make money. Then if you know you're going to be keeping it up, you can half the transaction rate to 5% and get a bunch more features by paying their 25 a month. Uh, on their pro plan that's us dollars 25 dollars in the pro plan so if you fancy trying it out go over to memberful.com memberful.com and tell them the guys at podcraft sent you so next right you've just done your recording so now we've blogged and we've recorded okay so whether you record first and then blog or whether you blog first and then record we've now got our blog and our recording now one thing you can do at this point is you can break up the blog post into a blog and a case study. We talked about the fact that you're going to have theory and context. So the context is the story, is the case study, is the examples. The blog post is the theory. You can break this up. I've done this many times and it creates two different blog posts. You can focus them at slightly different search terms, at slightly different search intents. Uh, so it can get two blog posts out of that one bit of content. And you can link between them. So if somebody finds your blog post with the pure theory, you know, the introduction, the theory, and the actions at the end, then you can link to, during the actions, you can say, if you want to hear some examples of how this was put into action, if you want to see some case studies on how this worked, go to this other blog post, which is the context. And from that one, obviously, you'll link to the theory as well. You can include the introduction, the stories, and the actions again. So you're actually repeating the introductions and the actions and it's just the main content, which is the story and the theory, which are different between those two blog posts and they link between each other. So furthering engagement because you're getting people to look at another blog post from either one uh, and get more content, more possibilities to be found by, you know, the different search terms, the different titles, the different search intents. So that's possible. That's an optional one, really, because that's a kind of a wee extra, but you can do that too. Next we're going to create the videos. So we're going to break the video up into four sections. So we've recorded the whole thing, which is really the podcast episode as a whole, but we're going to break it up into four sections. We're going to put out, we're going to break it up into an introduction video, a theory video, and an actions video. And then the fourth, obviously, is the context. Now, what I would say here is we're only going to publish three videos. I'm going to get rid of the context of the story, the case study section, you know, that third section we talked about. We're going to get rid of that. We're not going to publish that as a video for this reason. We're going to publish three videos. We've got the introduction. That video stands alone because, like I said, we have given them the whole thing. We've given them a total summary of this topic. I've told them what different mics exist. I've told them a couple of mics that they might want to buy. I've not given them the detail because some people don't care about the detail. Some people just want a quick answer. They don't care about why. They just want to know what <laughs> and how. So you put that in the summary. So that summary video, that introduction video actually stands alone. But at the end and then, you know, the on YouTube and the description um, on the end screen, you say, right, for the detail, go to the theory video. And that's how you go to the next one. 
Okay, so then you have the theory video. The theory goes, theory goes into the detail and you can link from that one to the introduction. You know, if you don't want to watch this 10 minute, 15 minute video, just go and get the summary over here. It's a different video. Go and just watch that. It's only one or two minutes. It'll give you the bare essentials. All you need, that's the introduction. And then from both of those, you link to the tasks. You've then got a tasks video. You've got choosing a podcast microphone. Here's what to do. <laughs> and it just gives them some actions. It's like an if then. If you're in this context, then choose this one. If you're in this context, go and buy that one. If you're in this context, go and buy that one. So I end up with three videos that are all standalone that link from one to the other, but they can all be found separately. Again, more media out there, more ways to be found, more places to be found. And each of them link back to the blog as well for the full story. Okay. But like I said, we're getting rid of the context. We're not going to publish that section three. The reason for that is this podcast is the only place that you get the full story. Okay. So to finish that up, three videos, publish them all to YouTube and we're going to embed them in the blog post as well. So we're going to embed the introduction up at the top of the blog post. We're going to embed the theory video in the theory section of the blog post. And we're going to embed the actions at the bottom of the blog post. That's going to be in the action section. And then we get to the podcast. So the podcast, like I said, that is the only place you get the whole story. That's the incentive to go and listen to the podcast, as opposed to just watching through the videos or just skimming through the blog post, because that's where you get the whole story. You make sure you say it in the blog post. If you want to hear the full story, some examples, you know, hear me talking through this entire thing, go and listen to the podcast. Similarly, on the videos, you say, for examples, for case studies around how this works, go and listen to this podcast episode. That's how you persuade people to take that next step of engagement and listen to your show. Hopefully subscribe to the podcast. Because like I said in the previous episode, the pinnacle of engagement is the podcast. That's where they give you the maximum attention. That's where you're building that real trust, that real fanatical fandom. So that's where you want to get them to. Okay, so full story is the podcast. That just really means taking the audio off the video. So taking the audio track from the video, maybe you even recorded it separately. You tart that up a bit. You do a bit of processing. Um, I mentioned in the last episode, you know, we run our tool Alitu, A-L-I-T-U dot com. That's a podcast maker app. You could upload your video to that or the audio track to that. We'll do the noise reduction. We'll do the leveling, make sure the volumes are all good. We'll do the hum reduction. We'll make it all sound good. And then we'll add your music, start and end, and we'll publish it for you as well. So if you wanted to make that whole thing easy, you know, turning that video or that audio recording into something that sounds great, is branded, then do pop in. You can see alitu, A-L-I-T-U dot com um, as a tool for doing that. So podcast is published, videos are published. Um, the final thing I would say, and this is again another option uh, optional one. This is the quotables. I would say bring out two or three quotables from the video. So you've got a whole big video here. Uh, you've got three video sections, all, you know, the intro is maybe two or three minutes. The theory and the actions are a bit longer, possibly. The theory certainly is a lot longer, but you can take out some quotables from this and use them elsewhere. So what I mean by a quotable is, as you're recording, try and keep an eye out and ear out for, you know, really actionable parts of that episode. Where did you give like a 30 second or a one minute um, tip or action or how to that is really great, um, really actionable, really kind of standalone that would be a great little thing to put on social media, essentially. 
It might even be a really funny bit. It might even be you kind of having a joke with your co-host or something like that. Um, or super informative or, or just quite motivational. Cut out these 30 second to one minute clips and create them separately. Post them to YouTube, certainly. But the main thing is post them to social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know, you've got all these little clips then to start promoting the larger bits of content. A 30 second clip with a funny bit or a wee teaser that says, go and listen to the podcast episode for the full story. Or go and look at this YouTube video for, um, you know, the full theory. Or go and read the blog post for all the information. These quotables can work really well if you get just those little sections. And since you've got the video and you've recorded really good quality audio and video, they're really easy to create. You can use tools like um, stuff like uh, Headliner, for example, is good for this. Headliner helps you create little, um, what would you call them, little kind of uh, trailer type ones. You know, it helps you put uh, images over the audio or just cut things up quite easy. And there's a few other tools out there like that as well. So in the end, you've got one bit of audio, the podcast episode, you've got possibly two written uh, pieces of material, the blog post and, you know, the case studies. And then you might even have five bits of video, you know, if you've got those three, the intro, the theory and the actions, plus maybe a couple of quotables as well. So what's that? Two, five, seven, eight bits of content, all out of one content idea, one content creation exercise. Now, times-wise... Here's how it breaks down for me. Tends to take me about 10 minutes to plan out the topic. So this is me thinking about the topic in the first place. You know, maybe maybe even less than that. If you know the topic well, you can write down a little bullet point plan in five minutes. So say five to 10 minutes to plan the topic. Then you've got an hour to write the article. I will generally allow an hour to write the article. Okay, so that's if I'm writing first. Um, So let's say an hour. Uh, it might be a bit longer if you're writing first, if, you, if you're kind of a slower thinker, a slower reader, uh, a slower writer, sorry, is what I meant to say there. Uh, or it just takes you a while to think through things. Um, and it does for me sometimes as well for certain topics. So it might take anything, uh, maybe even up to an hour and a half or so. But equally, I can write something really quick, like I said, in half an hour, 45 minutes, if I record it first. So next... Um, you'll say it's 10 minutes to publish the article. So 10 minutes to stick onto WordPress, add a couple of uh, images and get it published. Then 30 minutes to record the video. Okay. Now, if you're doing it the other way around, obviously you can record the video on the podcast in 30 minutes and then maybe it'll only be 30 to 45 to write the article. But either way, I would say maybe 30 minutes to record the podcast, the video. And then let's say 30 minutes to produce that podcast and that video as well. So what I'm doing here is I'm not doing a detailed edit. I'm trying to stay consistent. I'm trying to remain consistent, which means going with a one take process. You know, you're going to get it out there and you're not going to go in there and edit all your ums and ahs and stuff like that. If you make a mistake, you just go, oh, that's not what I meant and just barrel on. Okay. It's human. People expect mistakes. So it's all good. So 30 minutes to produce, that's just adding the music, you know, it's doing the processing. Um, Or like I said, if you want to throw it through Alitu, it'll take you just a few minutes to put it into Alitu. We'll do all the processing, the publishing for you. So that would just take about five minutes. Now, what does that add up to? That adds up to just under three hours. So two and a half hours, let's say. 
Now, if you're creating eight bits of content, and just to qualify, I mean, this is after maybe sort of a month or so. Once you've got used to the process, I'll admit that it won't be as quick as this the first few times you do it. You need to get your kit set up. You need to get used to how you do it. You need to refine it a little bit for yourself. Everyone works a little bit differently. But after you've done it for a month, you're then creating, say, eight bits of content every single week in under three hours. I mean, that is a great return for anyone. That is you covering your content output easily within a week. Um, I mean, that's more than most people do in terms of content in under three hours. So I hope you see that that is quite valuable, even if you do spend three hours, even if that does take you an extra hour to write the article or to do a few extra things, even if it's four hours, a half day of your week to create eight bits of content that is invaluable. The interesting thing is as well, a lot of this doesn't actually require you. So less than an hour actually requires you personally as the content creator. So you have to create the plan, obviously. So five to 10 minutes to create the plan. 30 minutes to record. Okay, so say you plan it and then you take half an hour to record it, including the video. From there on, actually somebody else can do the whole rest of the process. And I've had this done for me. So I've handed off that recording to a writer. A writer has listened to the recording, done some notes, and then wrote a blog post based on that. It's kind of like transcribing, but in a better way. You know, transcriptions can work, but we don't tend to speak as well as we uh, as we write in terms of it's not quite as concise. It's not quite, we waffle a little bit, basically. Uh, but if you hand over that recording to a decent writer, they can turn that into a good blog post. They can summarize it into a good blog post. So that's all good. You can obviously, you can get somebody to do the production. So that takes away the half an hour for production. Um, and the publishing as well, you can get somebody else to do that. So feasibly, if you just do the plan and the recording, then the repurposing could be done elsewhere. Somebody else entirely could do this for you. They could do it themselves. They could even use Alitude to cut down some of the production time. So that can all be done elsewhere. You can do this in less than an hour. So think about that. If you think that three hours even or four hours is too long still, then think about the outsourcing possibilities. If you've got a big team, possibly you can hand some of it over to somebody else and you can have just a few people doing the recording and the production. Okay, so challenge time again, just to finish up this episode. I want you to think about that structure. I want you to realise that it's possible to cover all of the bases. You don't have to do it, but it's possible to do all of this in three to four hours a week. What I want you to do, though, is to put it into your context. So think about giving your content some structure. You know, think about your topic, your niche. Think about your style, your approach to how you put things out there. You can then use my summary, theory, context, action, structure, you know, if you like. Uh, if you're doing pure teaching, that'll work perfectly for you if you want to. But you can also adapt it a little bit for yourself. Change one of those subjects. Change the context, the story into something different. Change the action into something different if you want to. I think they work well, but <laughs> you can change it to something that suits you. Spend a bit of time adapting it for you. I really want you to do this because... People really put this off because they don't want to constrain themselves. A lot of people 
push back on me here and say, I don't want constraints. I don't want a structure because I want to be creative. I want to be, you know, I want to ad lib it because that's where it's fun. That's where it's creative. You know, if I put limits on this, it'll limit my content. I won't create as good things. But really, there's a huge amount of freedom in that discipline. You know, if you create that structure, it takes away decisions, it takes away concerns, it takes away stress. It makes it easier for you to plan, to record, to repurpose. It frees your mind up for the more important things, which is creating great content week in, week out. And that's the aim. Okay, so your task, pick a content idea, pick an idea, break it down into segments, break that idea down into your introduction, the theory, the context, the action, or come up with your own structure. And then start writing, start recording, whichever you think will suit you best. Choose to write, choose to record and then do the opposite and follow that structure through. See how you get on this week. I would love to hear how you get on with it if you try it with one bit of content. Tweet me at the podcast host and let me know. And I look forward to hearing about it. I look forward to hearing how you get on with this. (laughs) I'd love to hear. Okay. Thank you very much. That's another episode down. On the next episode, I'm going to go into something that can turn this. I mean, this is great, starting to think about bigger on your episodes, but I'm going to talk about something, thinking about bigger on your larger content. And Paul does it really well, which is seasons. I'm not sure if you've ever thought about doing seasons on your podcast, probably by Paul's example, but you can also do it in podcasts. You can also do it in blogging and video and in many other ways. And I want to talk about the benefits of that, how you go about it um, and how seasons, how planning out seasons can really help to turn your uh, repurposing machine into overdrive, how you can really start to cut down the time it takes to create content, how to increase your consistency through seasons. Thanks for jumping in, folks. I hope you enjoy this series and that it helps you start to get more content out in less time. Remember to check out Memberful over at memberful.com, M-E-M-B-E-R-F-U-L.com. That's if you're thinking about running a membership site. And if you want to make sure your podcast recording and editing is loads easier as well, then check out our own podcast maker tool, Alitu. That's over at alitu.com, A-L-I-T-U dot com. Otherwise, thanks for popping by. I'll see you next time.